It's my pleasure to welcome you to the Clark Howard Show, where it's all about you. I want you to learn ideas from me so you can save more and spend less, and don't let anyone ever rip you off. Speaking of ripoffs, in just a few minutes, normally you would hear the Clark Rageous moment, but today I got a sizzling deal, actually more than one sizzling deal, coming your way. And coming up yet later, we're going to talk about a way you can visit the doctor at a cheap price without actually going to the doctor and do it on a time schedule that fits your life. That's all coming up for you later in this edition of the Clark Howard Show. Talk right now about an industry going through a complete transformation, and it's because of new technology and the manufacture of beds and the internet in combo have blown apart the traditional mattress industry. The biggest player in the U.S. is rumored to be filing for bankruptcy at most any moment mattress firm that operates under, I think, multiple names in the United States. And without doubt, the number of mattress stores around the country is going to greatly reduce. The reason is simple. Consumers are happier buying a mattress sight unseen. Completely counterintuitive. Who would ever imagine that with something as important as where you spend like a third of your life lying on that mattress you have, that you would be willing to buy it right over your phone. But in huge numbers, that's what people are doing. And the reason is really, well, there's more than one reason. First is the fact that buying a mattress became really easy because of the compression technology that these mattress sellers use where they compress a mattress after manufacture into a tiny, tight bundle that fits in a much smaller box, which attacks one of the big costs of a mattress, the shipping costs. And now a mattress can just show up at your door in a large size box, but not a giant box. And then you go through a protocol about how you cut the special wrap off the mattress and then it takes shape. If you've been listening for a good while, you may have heard the story three years ago when I bought one of these mattresses and I didn't follow the instructions properly and the mattress started coming alive and knocked me clear into a wall. I mean, they, they really do come to life like a popcorn popper popping, but all at once. And I will never make that mistake again. But that's only one part of what has made these things work. Two, people have generally found the compressed mattresses to be something they're really comfortable sleeping on. But that leads to three, which is when you buy a mattress online from any, and you see these ads on TV all the time for them, and of course on the internet, is that when you buy one, if you don't like it, you can have it returned for a full refund, no questions asked, usually for three months. A massive change 
from the way the betting industry historically has worked with all the no-sale sales, the fake sales, the aggressive salesperson in the store, they have you lay down a match say, isn't this the greatest thing ever? And suggestive selling after just a very short period of time, they get you to buy one, and then all sales are final. You're stuck with it. So that distinction is so significant when you buy a mattress online and you have the right to can it if you don't like it, no risk, no harm, no foul, versus the traditional method of selling mattresses, it has changed people's psychology and what and how they want to buy. And the last part of it is the difference in how they're sold. When you buy one online, the price is the price is the price. No games, no gimmicks. Especially millennials, gosh, one of the most overused terms today, generally people in their 20s and 30s who are very comfortable buying things on their phones are much happier with the buying experience of buying one online instead of in a store because you just click to purchase at a price you know it's going to be and know, well, this deal's only available right now. You have to buy this right now. If you don't buy this mattress right now, you're never going to see this deal again. The high-pressure kind of environment that mattresses are sold. So if, you've, if you're at a point in your life that you want, need a new mattress, the industry is in the lingo of retail. It is incredibly overstored. There are way too many outlets selling mattresses online and in physical stores. And so the prices of mattresses have been pushed down and down and down because of excess competition. There will be a shakeout, obviously, like what I told you with Mattress Firm. And so if you have a mattress that's a little long in the tooth, this year is a great time for you to replace that thing. Ivan is with us on the Clark Howard Show. Hello, Ivan. Hey, Clark. How are you today? Great. Thank you, Ivan. How can I serve you? Well, recently, the company that I've had my investment, you know, retirement accounts with has been acquired by another company that over the years, you've cautioned the listeners, you know, dealing with that company. But I think all of the, you know, concerns you had were related to banking and home loans. So I wasn't sure if investing was a concern in this situation. If not, I wanted to get your opinion. So Wells Fargo Advisors is in the midst of its own scandal for having put people in unsuitable investments. And Wells is going to have to pay significant restitution to people before this is over. But I, you know, Wells Fargo has its own moral, ethical, legal issues. But there's a different thing here at play and that is using a bank or credit union for your quote-unquote banking is fine. But for your investing, using a bank is generally not a good idea because the expenses you pay in a bank investment arm are typically five to ten times what they would be using one of the low-cost investment houses. So the greatest determinant of what kind of money you'll have in retirement is based first on you doing a good job living on less than what you make and putting money aside. And then second is being with an investment house 
that has extremely low fees. So you're right now with uh, a bank that has ultra-high fees for investing. And for that reason, not because of all the scandals engulfing Wells Fargo, would be the reason I'd love for you to look at alternatives. And, and what would one of those alternatives be? Because I had been thinking about Vanguard, and I know you've spoken highly of them in the past. Well, Vanguard is the largest financial house, no, second largest financial house in the world. And they got there because their fees are so low. And with Vanguard, depending on how much money you have, you can hire them to actually recommend investments for you. And they charge, if I remember right, it's 0.30 of 1% which is extremely low in the industry. And then their uh, investment choices themselves are ultra, ultra low cost. So they're a great choice. Um, Charles Schwab is a great choice with either a full self-serve model or partial assistance model or full serve if you want that. Fidelity has just come out with much lower costs on their funds than they had prior on a huge number of their funds to in fact now free to invest in both for commission and for ongoing management fees so uh, what i would say is explore and i those are the three bigs that are the biggest alternatives to being with a full commission operation like you're with at wells fargo and so if if you talk to uh the three of them get a sense of what seems to be the best fit for you so given my personal you know situation i'm 53 i've got upwards of like 600,000 in this account they would be able to steer me in a good direction or a program for those type of you know statistics yes and you you share that that you have this much money with wells fargo you're considering moving it you're comparing and i would say straight out to each of them that you're comparing Vanguard to Fidelity to Schwab, and you'll you'll know as you talk to people at each where you feel the most comfortable with how they're understanding what your goals are, how much they're addressing your concerns, and how they recommend handling your money moving forward. And, and you mentioned that there would be some form of restitution coming up. So is there a timing issue here, like? Should I wait? No, no, it doesn't angel? it doesn't matter if you I mean you may not have been in any way mishandled by Wells. I okay. mean and but if you are someone who was, that will be restitution that would come to you whether you're a current Wells Fargo customer or prior. And is there a particularly good way or best practice to handle this transition or is it just, you know, you notify the new provider and then they reach out? The to- new provider helps you with the paperwork to grab the money from the old provider. So it's a matter of you having a statement from Wells Fargo that you would provide to whoever you wanted to go to next, and then they have you sign a couple of forms, and they handle the movement of your positions, assets, from Wells Fargo to whoever it is you might choose to go to next. And Patrick is with us on the Clark Howard Show. Hello, Patrick. Hi, Clark. Patrick, you got a daughter who's going to go on her first airplane flight ever. Well, that's correct. She's never flown. And, you know, I used to fly a lot. At one point in history, I worked for an airline, and I could fly free everywhere. So we just don't fly much. And I'd like to get her on a plane while she's excited about it, before she's scared, 
of the idea and, and kind of, you know, go ahead and get her into it. And how old is she? Nine. Oh, that is such a great age to experience flight for the first time because she will treasure it and she'll remember it. Right. So uh, you want to know for me how best to engineer that? Yes, I, uh, I, I'm fairly uh, internet savvy, but I've been looking and looking and looking lately trying to find a cheap fare. And it seems that uh, every website I go to, I have to pick specific dates and then I come back with high fares. All right, you don't have I, to. Let me tell you an easy way for you to survey markets. I'm going to give you two of them. One, okay. I want you to go to a website called kayak.com slash explore. Okay, I've heard of that. Put in your home city, and then it'll put up a map for you of the U.S. Or if you want to go further, it'll put that up as well. And it'll show you the cheapest fare available that it knows of to every city on the map from your hometown. Okay. And so that way you'll be able to see where things are cheap. Also, when you zero in on, well, there's these great deals to blah, 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 go to google.com slash flights and put in that, uh, your, your home city, put in where that was that you found that great deal on Kayak Explore, and then you'll be able to pull up on a calendar the lowest fare available every day, looking day after day, week after week, and month after month. Okay. So it, it's... Uh, amazingly easy and you know the two of you will have a great experience together going out somewhere maybe spend a couple of days come back and maybe she'll be bitten with the travel bug like I am and I should tell you that there are a bunch of sales going on today I'm going to talk about those straight ahead instead of a Clark rage I'm going to do a sizzling deal about travel it is time for a sizzling deal, not a Clark Rageous moment. No, we are doing a sizzling deal because there's a big-time fare war going on among the three mid-price airlines. JetBlue, Alaska Air, and Southwest are slugging it out, and it's common that there are airfare sales in August that cover travel through the fall because the fall travel season Although it's busy for business travel, it's very soft for leisure travel. The JetBlue sale is good for a more limited period than the sales from Alaska and Southwest. The JetBlue sale is good for travel right after Labor Day through early November. And the JetBlue sale fares overwhelmingly, there's, there's cities that are cheaper, there are cities that are more, but the overwhelming number of city fares on JetBlue or $59 to $79 one way. The Alaska Air Sale is the one that I'm most interested in because it covers an ultra-wide travel period. It's good from September 11th to the first week of March and has very, very good fares to a lot of places, uh, very heavily Cities priced at the range of about $79, a little more, a little less. I've looked at availabilities on these two sales and really good wide availability. The Southwest sale is actually not as cheap as the sale from JetBlue and Alaska. It's good, though, for travel from the third week of August 
through the second week of February. No holiday travel at all on the Southwest Fair uh, sale. A lot of places that Southwest flies that are within several hundred miles are priced pretty commonly on this sale at $69. As you move to long flights on Southwest, they're not as good a deal as the long-haul flights are on JetBlue and Alaska Air. But these sales are not necessarily the best we're going to see on the fall, but they're very, very good. And if you are interested in going somewhere or you know you are going to have to go somewhere during these travel periods, go ahead and grab one of these sales on Alaska, JetBlue, or Southwest and just save money. Glad you're with us here on the Clark Howard Show, where it's all about you and that wallet of yours. I want you to learn ideas from me so you can keep more of what you make. What do you do if you're feeling under the weather at 11 o'clock at night? What do you do if you're feeling under the weather on a Saturday afternoon at 3 p.m.? Who's open? Where can you go? How can you get any service at off times? Well, now CVS Health, which is the new name for CVS drugstores, has a new offering that's available to most of the nation's population where you can do a video office visit. This is something that has been done mostly within HMOs But now CVS is rolling this out to its entire service territory where they have licensed medical providers available. And so around the clock, seven days a week, you'll be able for minor issues to be able to have a virtual visit right over your phone for $59. The marketplace over time will decide Is this an adequate substitute for, let's say, a lot of the visits to emergency rooms, which are not classic emergencies, and you sit there forever and all that? And so this is the kind of experimentation I'm really excited to see going on. Again, we'll see how it works in real life over time. But what you do is you download the CVS app onto your phone, And then there's a questionnaire you fill out when you want to have a video visit with a medical provider, depending on the state and circumstance. It could be a doctor, a nurse practitioner, or a physician's assistant. And you fill out the information, and they'll either let you know, based on what you filled out, uh, this is something you need to go to an emergency room for, or we can uh, do the video visit at let's say you you fill out the information in the app at 4:45 on a Sunday afternoon we can do this at 6:10 or whatever and they'll let you know if it is something that seems within the wheelhouse of what they can do a consult with you a visit with you that's a video two way if it fits then they'll give you the appointment time And that's when you'll have it. Now, I have, uh, for my own family, tested a local version of this. 
and it was fascinating and it actually did work and again it depends on the circumstance the situation as to whether or not it is appropriate but we're going to have a lot of experimentation as we move forward on alternatives to deal with off hours you know medicine has always operated on a nine to five kind of thing or eight to four or whatever and medicine has always failed at the 168 hour thing but that failure is going to lead to any of a number of new ways that you're going to have access to medical care and many many things that might ail us off hours are things that truly are not dangerous events but they are events that you need to be seen about and for $59 you're able to do it we'll see if they can stick at that price point as this thing lives and breathes over time Jessica's with us on the Clark Howard show hello Jessica hello Clark Jessica, I understand you got a great story about how you have been successful where I have not been teaching kids about money. <laughs> well, I just hate owing people money, and I didn't want my kids to ever owe the bank money. So how did you teach them? Well, when they were old enough to get a credit card, I added them to my accounts and then I was paying for things like gas that they were putting on the credit card. But when they were old enough for their own cards, I showed them how to use the card and immediately come home, log on to their bank account, take a look at the receipt for whatever it is that they bought, and transfer the money from their checking account to their credit card right away so that they never had a balance. Okay, that is very smart. So you did it in a high-touch kind of way that immediate feedback, when they would try to do something, when they'd use the card, that they would then immediately have to deal with the cost of that at that same time on that same day. So there was no real separation from when the transaction occurred and then dealing with the economics of it. Yes, and that was especially helpful because they didn't like to carry cash. Yeah, and I told a story recently about a young school teacher who had a really great experience on a flight when people decided hearing a story from her. Out of nowhere, people started giving her cash to buy supplies. And not only was she grateful to people who did it, but she said to the reporter, gosh, nobody my age carries cash. No one could have done what these people did for me. Right. And so your kids are growing up in an era where the whole idea of carrying cash is like, what? Why would I do that? So can I tell you, you are so smart doing this that now people have come up with businesses that automatically do this for you? I wasn't aware of that. So I want to tell you about one called Debitize, D-E-B-I-T-I-Z-E.com that essentially turns a credit card into the equivalent of a debit card by whenever something is purchased, it's immediately basically paid for from your own account so that you're never running a balance that you get to the end of the month and say, oops, I owe that money. So you have the protection of a credit card 
but the convenience, I guess, of the debit card, where it's really not a debt that's owed. Exactly. It's like the perfect solution to the fact that uh, when the laws were originally drafted for credit cards in the 1960s, there were meaningful consumer protections put in, but by the time debit cards became popular, the banks were so powerful in Washington that they fought any meaningful consumer protections for people using debit cards, and that's why it's so risky to use a debit card, but Debitize and their competitor Debix, which is D-E-B-X dot C-O, not dot com, D-E-B-X dot com, that both of those have figured out a way for people to have the legal protections with credit and at the same time not get into debt, like you've taught your kids. Mm, I'll have to look at those. But what you did made it high touch. Your kids had to deal with it right away each day, right? Right, and they saw their balances going down, so they knew that they didn't have money after a little while. So for a kid, what you've done is much better than these two websites and apps I've given because you need the kids to really get it in their brains to be involved, not with it having happening automatically, but manually having to see, okay, i got to pay this, uh-oh, look at my balance. And I think that's a great idea. Well, good. I, I hope it helps somebody else. Well, you sure have helped a lot of people, and I appreciate the idea and the suggestion. Well, thanks. Stephanie's with us on the Clark Howard Show. Hello, Stephanie. Hi, Clark. How are you? Great. Thank you, Stephanie. You have a question for me about buying wheels. Yes, yes. I'm looking to buy a new car. I know you recommend used generally, but... I, I want to buy you a new car and keep it forever. <laughs> Which is absolutely fine mathematically. If you buy a car and keep it for a long, long time, generally uh, more than 10 years, your mm-hmm. wallet really smiles on you because the okay. d- depreciation uh, really starts to level out off the roller coaster at about, the depending on the model, the fifth to sixth year of ownership. And after that... There's very little cost to owning and operating that automobile moving forward. Excellent. So my question for you is, when is the best time of year to buy a new car? You know, I'm not into time of year. I know that's a popular thing that you'll see stories about. What I'm much more interested in is how you buy a new car, not when. Okay. Because the car buying process has become so much more favorable, particularly for new cars, for consumers than it's ever been because you now are in a a situation where you have more knowledge usually than the salesperson who would be at a dealership. You even have the ability now to just buy a car right online Mm -hmm. and the only thing you have to do at a dealer is take delivery there and my experience is that people get really great deals buying a car online through the various car buying programs. Are you a member okay. of USAA or Sam's Club or Costco Wholesale? All of the above. <laughs> well, then that gives you the ability to survey the waterfront on a vehicle. I would do uh, probably USAA and Costco because they okay. use completely different methods 
for shopping for cars, but as a USAA member, there are times where not only do they have the uh, deals for you through USAA where you just put in, have you ever seen this when you sign into your USAA account and there'll be other services and at the very bottom, I think in the right, there'll be a little teeny thing that says new car buying or car yes, buying service. That. Yes, I've seen that. So you click on that and a lot of times with USAA's large member base, there will be a deal that the manufacturer is offering on top of the deal that you have through the USAA car buying service. So you get a double discount. Oh, I didn't know that. And with Costco, Costco is essentially the largest car buyer in the United States. You know, Costco's membership is so massive and so many people buy cars through the Costco program. When you're going where they check your ticket where you're going out and they have all right. those colorful brochures along the wall, one yeah. of them is for the car buying program. And the oh, way okay. Costco does it is in each uh, retail market that Costco serves, they allow one dealer into their system for each brand. And the dealer has to agree to a set price that's a Costco member price on every vehicle on their lot. Oh, wow. So you can check the price through the Costco program for the uh, make and model you're interested in and do the equivalent same equipment through the USAA program. And you may not get the absolute lowest price anyone has ever gotten on that vehicle you want. But it'll mm -hmm. sure be close. Okay, great. I'll give that a shot. Thank you so much. And the only other thing I would say is if, since you keep a car a long time, you are moving into the time of year of model annual model year changeover. Mm -hmm. And so if you'll look at 18s instead of 19s, you'll get an additional discount. Okay, that's good to know. Which is just a quick you know, question. The model year is irrelevant when you keep a car a long, long time. Ah, okay. And just a quick question about financing. I, I have a credit union, but um, what is a decent uh, interest rate for a new car? So the interest rates have gone up a little as the Federal Reserve raises the interest rates it controls. But do you happen mm -hmm. to know what kind of range your credit score is in? Uh, yeah, it's above 700. So if you're in the 700s, you likely can still get a car loan on a new vehicle, potentially in the twos probably around 2.5% or so, and okay. check the rates both from USAA Savings Bank, since you have that, and um, what's the other way you should check? The credit union you said you're a member of. And whichever's cheaper, that's the loan you should go with. Kim is with us on the Clark Howard Show. Hi, Kim. Uh, hello, Clark. How are you doing today? Great. Thank you, Kim. You're going to take a fun trip exploring New England? Yes, we uh, last year I called you. Uh, I should probably in March, and and we ended up going to Hawaii, and it was a wonderful trip. But this year we're planning on going up the east coast to Maine, and we're we're starting our adventure in Outer Banks and visiting there, and then we're going to inch on up, or I should say miles on up to the New England area. And I'm just a little nervous about going to that area. It's not familiar to me, and I know. You know, it's a rather congested part of the world. And being from the South, I know it's a totally different world. <laughs> oh, you'll be fine. So you you'll be fine. 
Yeah, so are you going to, um, as you get tired on a day, you're going to look for a place to stay, or are you going to try to plan out a pretty detailed itinerary with a set schedule day by day? Well, the first part of it is kind of set. We're going to uh, stay at uh, at Kitty Hawk on the Outer Banks, <clears throat> and then the next day we're going to travel five or six hours, stop, stay the night, and then end up in... Uh, where we're heading to two places that we got in mind is uh, Newport, Rhode Island, and uh, Bar Harbor, Maine. Newport, Rhode Island, be the first first in the New England area. I've been it's to both. Really. I've been to both, and they're great. Um, with Bar Harbor, you, you can have weather that will make it tough for you to to have the full experience there. So watch the weather forecast. Maybe be a little flexible on your arrival there based on the weather. Uh, Newport's yeah. fantastic. What month of the year are you doing this? Oh, I'm sorry. We're, it's going to be uh, the second week in September. Oh, fantastic. Because once you get past Labor Day, things will be less crowded for you in New England. That's what we're open for. And we wanted to get there before. I know New England's a big area in, uh, in the fall for uh, leaf change. Right. Know, season, so season so change. If, uh, if you're going to do uh, some of the drives to see the leaves try to do that on weekdays because the weekends especially with all the people who go up from boston to see the leaves it gets really crowded and do that kind of exploring weekday as much as you can as much as that'll fit your itinerary and i want to tell you about an app i'd like you to put on your phone called hotel tonight is hotel tonight. Hotel tonight is you're wandering around and you're like, well, we're going to drive from Kitty Hawk, five, six hours, whatever. As you're on the road and you figure out kind of how far you're going to go, Hotel Tonight will show you specials and rooms available just for that evening. And it's a great companion app to have as you're traveling, as you're going to float through a schedule instead of a fixed one. Otherwise, look at my stuff on booking Priceline at Clark.com. You're listening to The Clark Howard Show. Thanks for tuning in to The Clark Howard Show today. And if you're like me, you like deals, well, we got our deal diggers hard at work at ClarkDeals.com that help you save money day in and day out. We work around the clock to find the best deals for your wallet, and they're on a variety of consumer items, check out ClarkDeals.com.